Hello, 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 and welcome to the Hit Stick Fantasy Football Podcast. Glad to be back with you guys this week after a week off hiatus due to some uh, no serious concerns, just some uh, close calls, I guess you could say. Uh, it was better to not have anyone in the room, and we still don't have anyone in the room. We are doing this remotely. Chris and Seta is joining us back again this week over the phone. So, Chris, how are you doing today, bud? Doing good, doing good. Well, that's good to hear. And Seta, how are you doing, man? I'm doing wonderful. I am the newest fan of the Washington football team. <laughs> Let's go football team. I had a feeling that Seta was so eager to join back in on this just so he could shit talk. That's the, the only reason he's back. That's now, literally the only reason he's back. In reality, life's been busy. Had some uh, big stuff going on, but I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be joined, as always, by Rye Dog and not the quarterback. <laughs> he had to take the time off until the Steelers lost, and then he decided to come back. That's when I was allowed to show my face again, yeah. <laughs> hey, sometimes that's what you need, you know. Uh, but we are approaching fantasy football playoffs. Uh, most 12-team leagues are officially in playoffs, and eight-team leagues like ours are starting next week, so this is the last week. Uh, it is grind-down time, boys. It is the most important time of the year. Uh, how are you feeling going into the playoffs this year? I'm feeling pretty confident. I know you guys said about, like a lot of eight-team leagues aren't starting until next week. Uh, that's how all my playoffs are because I secured a first round bye, so I'm feeling really good, <laughs> real good going into that. A little cockiness there, I like. I it. have, I have a bye in all of my dynasty leagues, but there you not go. in my redraft leagues. Yeah, well, I've there missed you go, playoffs in a bunch future. of leagues, so I'm a real bummer this year. Not a fan, not a fan of fantasy football. It has not treated me well. But that's what DFS is for. That is exactly what DFS is for. Uh, let's talk some news, shall we? First big bit of news, uh, Christian McCaffrey's back at practice in a limited fashion, but looking like he's probably going to suit up. Uh, so I literally just got an update on that, and yeah, it's, it's yeah, uh, this is 2020 for you. Christian McCaffrey now tweaks his quad, limited in Wednesday. He was on track to return following the Panthers' oh, bye week, but as no. of today, he is now day-to-day. Oh, that's brilliant. Man, that is just bad luck for him. I'm going to leave this podcast now. <laughs> yeah, because you are in it's, a situation where you need to win this week in order for you to make the playoffs and me to not make the playoffs. But, I am relying heavily on Christian McCaffrey in 50% of my league. I mean, if Christian McCaffrey somehow suits up, you have to play him. He's a walking 20-point monster, but like, he's an auto concerns for sure. with you play, the, you... There's concerns with the injury. Like, I, That's a tough call. Yeah, this is the part of the season where it kind of gets nervous where, you know, the Panthers aren't in the best position to, like, make that playoff run. And McCafferty's definitely, like, the main piece on their team. So even if it is just a slight injury, it's definitely something to, you know, keep in mind and, you know, keep updated on throughout the week to see if he's actually going to suit up and how much he's going to play or not. Right, right. Uh, yeah, for me personally, if McCaffrey is healthy and on the field, he is in my lineup. I don't think about it. It's happening. Yeah, I really don't think you can yeah, keep him he's on. one of those guys who really can't not play him, for sure. Right. Uh, another big bit of news, Antonio Gibson, some serious turf toe is what we're hearing. Uh, he left the game last week, and turf toe, you know, is outside of, like, serious ligament damage and bone breaks, and it's probably the worst injury in fantasy football, and football in general, because you just can't play with that. Uh, are we expecting Gibson to be back at all this year? 
I'm not. He's another member of this team that I desperately need a win for. I, I would not expect to have Antonio Gibson at all this week. I think that J.D. McKissick in any form of a PPR format league is a great pickup. Um, I don't like Peyton Barber that much. He's kind of a desperation play. He should get some carries, and if he falls in the end zone, he might be happy, but I, I do not expect to have Antonio Gibson this week at all. Yeah, that's a good point. If you're short on running backs going into the playoffs, you know, take a look at that Washington backfield and you know, pick a guy up, maybe you might hit, and he can, you know, help you with that playoff push. But, you know, with Antonio Gibson coming down so late towards the playoffs or fantasy, it's definitely nervous having him on your squad now. Yeah, but, I mean, Peyton Barber was getting all the looks early on in the season. He was doing all right those first few weeks until Gibson kind of settled into the role. I don't think Peyton Barber is the worst thing you can do, especially if you are desperate, desperate. But, yeah, in any type of PPR format, McKissick should have been owned already based on what Alex Smith was feeding him. But, yeah, if he's out there and you need a play, he is – he is up there as an RB1 potential type play in PPR formats. Uh, I wouldn't call him an RB1. He actually got cut in a lot of leagues um, recently that don't have deep roster sizes just due to the fact that he had um, some real inefficient games. And uh, Gibson was kind of taking over the entire role. I, I would definitely slide him in as like a, he's a mid to high end RB2. I would not put the RB1 tag on him there. I mean, if it's full PPR, that does change things a little bit. Yeah, full PPR, you're going to get a running back who's going to get possible, like double-digit targets. Like, that's that's up there for me. But Yeah, I like McKissick a lot more than uh, than Barber, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Cooks, concussion. Brandon Cooks and Jordan Reed are very similar in the sense that they have had too many concussions to be playing football still. Uh Looking like he might return again this season, but I don't think that's probably wise for him, health-wise, future-wise. Uh, is this the end of the road for Brandon Cooks? Yeah, if I were him, I'd retire. Yeah, you can't keep I'd want to a danger like that. It's a bummer, especially as a Brandon oh, yeah, Cooks owner. Sure. I, I love Brandon Cooks, the player, just watching him. he's He was always so fast and just beat the top on every defender and just couldn't stay out of concussion protocol for his career, so that's... That's a real Debbie Downer. Uh, Josh Jacobs, ankle. He didn't play last week. He's not practicing yet. Looking like he's not playing again this week. It's They said it wasn't serious when it happened, but it's looking to be pretty serious, guys. Uh, as a first or second round draft pick, he's a, a lot of people are counting on him, especially going into the playoff time. How do you adapt to that? You play the waiver wire and uh, pick up. I mean, that, that's somewhere you, where you'd look to get like a McKissick. I, I don't really love Devontae Booker too much. I think he's kind of... Um, I mean, he's definitely going to get some carries, so there's that for you. But he's not somebody I'm like sprinting to the waiver wire to pick up. Um, I don't like. I don't, there's a lot of the running. I mean, there's like Ty Johnson's a possible pickup in New York, especially with the fact that Frank Gore doesn't look like he's going to play. But um, yeah, I, I wouldn't expect to have Jacobs this week. Gruden's already said he does not expect him back. Yeah, if he's not coming back to practice today, he's definitely not suiting up again. So that's that ankle is a lot more seriously hurt than they were letting on. Uh, Devontae Booker, I don't think it's the worst thing you can do. Ty Johnson, that is interesting because Frank Gore goes down. What was it, concussion, right? Yeah, it's, it's a concussion. He was out very early. Um, cost a lot of people some matchups. But, yes, he, he was down, like, his first play of the game. Yeah, that's a real bummer. Uh, moving on, Kenny G still not practicing. Uh, the big letdown of the year at wide receiver. Uh, is he coming back at all for you to play him in fantasy football? I do think he's going to come back. He kind of needs to. It's a contract year for him, and uh, he does need to get himself back on the field and show everybody that he is still healthy enough to play football at an elite level. So I do think he's going to return at some point. Um, But if he's not practicing, he's notoriously shown this year that unless he gets a full week of practice in, he's not going to suit up. So I do have doubt for him this week. 
Yeah, Kenny G's been a little bit of a disappointment with that injury status. I mean, I just hopefully you know it's, you know nothing too serious and gets back soon, but. It seems like every week it's something different with him, so he definitely makes me nervous. Yeah, he's been riding that hit for since before Thanksgiving, and you know he was hurt to start the year. Came in, played a little bit, hurt again, and it's just you know a real disappointment. Marvin Jones has kind of stepped up in his absence, but he's no Kenny G, man. That's you're counting on him this year, so that really sucks. Uh, yeah, and one thing to add on that is I, I don't look at him the same way I look at McCaffrey, where it's like if he suits up, I want him in my lineup 100%. I, I would be a little bit cautious on playing him if he did suit up this week and he got like limited sessions in throughout the week. Yeah, and the thing with CMC is with DJ Moore and uh, Curtis Samuel going on the COVID list, they don't have weapons. So if CMC does suit up, he is a must play because it's him and Robbie Anderson. 100%. And that's it. So uh, you guys want to talk about some hits of the week? Let's do it. Yeah, let's go ahead. Alrighty. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's hits of the week, yeah. <clears throat> wow. Ah, oh, that hurt. That was weird to do I by let myself. You take too. That, one. that was really weird to do by myself. Ah, <clears throat> uh, Chris. It wouldn't have sounded good over the phone. <laughs> it would not have. It would have been way off timing and just it was real bad. So I'm glad you let me take that solo. Uh, Chris, why don't you start us off? Give us your quarterback hits. My quarterback hit of the week is Justin Herbie fully loaded. He had a really rough week last week, uh, but I like him a lot this week going forward. I mean, Belichick, that's what he does. He kind of takes away your best option, which clearly for them is uh, – He took the away every position. option. <laughs> yeah, he kind of did. Big old but um, they're playing Atlanta this week. So, and I like Herbert a lot to bounce back. All right, I like it. Seta, who's your quarterback? Um, my quarterback hit of the week is a little bit more of a low-range guy, but that's Mr. Tayson Hill going up against Philly. And uh, he's just beginning too many rushing touchdowns and too many rushing attempts at the quarterback position for me not to want to put him in my lineup in almost every format. Yeah, I like him a lot. And do you have any concern? No, go ahead, Chris. I was going to say, do you have any concern if Breeze comes back? Because there is some rumors that that might happen. Yeah, I'm definitely going to keep an eye on it. And if there's, you know, he's good to go. He's full go. Breeze is the starter this week, of course. You know, I'm not going to stick with Tayson, but I, I think they're going to at least hold it out at least one more week, especially going up against a, you know, rookie quarterback in his first start with uh, Hurts in the Eagles. Yeah, that's a, it's a they beautiful need to make match. Eligible again. <laughs> no, they do not. That was ruining <laughs> ESPN leagues. And I love everyone who tried to do the same thing with that Broncos wide receiver the next week who tried to play him, and he just shit the bed. Yeah, I argued with your brother over that when he picked him up. I'm like, you realize he's going to go negative, right? And then he went negative. <laughs> I was like, I told you. Yeah, he's not Taysom Hill. The dude didn't know he was playing quarterback until literally Saturday night at 8 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. hey, he's going to tell his kids about that, though. That he is. That 100%. He is. Young son, I, uh, I started quarterback once in the NFL. Uh, my quarterback hit of the week is Mr. Matt Ryan going up against Justin Herbert, fully loaded. Uh, Matt Ryan has been terrible since before their bye week, week nine. He's been a, a real a real bummer, but I think it's a get-right game. The Chargers are a joke. Anthony Lynn is a joke of a coach. They need to figure their stuff out there, and they'll find a way to lose. And if the game can stay somewhat competitive, I think it's going to be on the heels of Matt Ryan and Julio slash Calvin doing their thing. So I, I love him this week. Uh, I'll start us off on running back, if you don't mind, and I'm going to go Mr. Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is an interesting specimen at running back this year. He was someone who Marlon Mack went down. He assumed the full load. Naeem Hines ate into that a little bit. And then the weeks you played Taylor, he was bad. The weeks you didn't play him, he was good. 
Uh, but you're going to get double-digit carries. He's playing against Vegas, who gave up 104 yards and a touchdown to Ty Johnson and the Jets last week. Uh, that's that's not very good. They are not good against the run. So I think we're in for a big Jonathan Taylor day. Now, Seta, who's your running back hit of the week? Uh, my running back hit of the week is Mr. AD all day, Adrian Peterson. Mr. Ooh. Two touchdowns every game. Mr. 39 and still kicking. Um, I, I don't I just, it, it amazes me that he is still playing and somewhat effectively for fantasy. I do. Um, you know, he's getting those money looks right around the goal line. Even if he gets eight, eight carries, you know, he's getting a touchdown. So I definitely like him going up against a weaker uh, rush defense in Green Bay. I think it's going to be a lot of shooting and a, a lot of shootouts and a lot of scoring opportunities. So hopefully uh, you can get AP to punch you in one. Yeah, all it'll take for them to get close, and AP will be the guy. So, I like it. Uh, Sims, what do you got? Yeah, absolutely. Somebody that's like uh, Antonio Gibson owner, if you have Adrian Peterson out there, he'd be a good add. Um, I like James Conner a lot this week, coming back off of the COVID IR, going against the Buffalo Bills. That uh, Pittsburgh team is showing that they really need their run game to get moving, so I expect them to try and uh, do whatever they have to do to get that going. And uh, James Conner is obviously where that all starts. So I wouldn't be uh, worried about plugging him back into your lineup coming off that IR side because it wasn't a serious injury. It was obviously, uh, you know, just the whole COVID situation. Right. All right. I like it. Uh, Chris, you want to give us your wide receiver? Yeah, wide receiver. I'm going to go a little bit um, under the radar here. I'm going to go with uh, somebody I've been very excited about all season long, uh, Michael Pittman, who is playing the Las Vegas Raiders. I like him a lot all season long. He's been a well. Recently, he's kind of come on. But um, the one thing to note is that the Raiders are going to be down. It's looking like they're down their star safety, uh, Jonathan Abram. And that's something that Pittman has usually been showing he's good at, is those big plays, those long, deep targets. So I think that if you are in a situation as like a flex player or something like that, he'd be a great person to plug in there. All right. I like it. Uh, Seto, what do you got for me? Uh, so I know I said I was a Washington football team after they trounced the Steelers last week, but uh, I'm going to go with the Steelers guy this this hit of the week, and that's Mr. Juju. Um, like Chris said, I think they're going to try to run the ball. I just don't know how good they're going to be at it with a pretty good defense with Buffalo. So I think they're going to have to make some plays, and one of the more veteran guys they have on that team, even though he is still very young, is Juju. And he's going to have to make a name for himself, just like Chris was saying with Kenny G. It's his contract year, and you know, time to put up or shut up. they got a lot of young guys on their team. And he's just not really been that number one guy for them this week. And this could be a big, you know, big game against a good defense for him to break out. Yeah, and if he's not getting that uh, Tredavious White treatment, I think he'll be just fine. So I like it a lot. Definitely sneaky play Which, there. He lines up in the slot. Yeah, it'll be beautiful. Uh, my wide receiver is going to be Mr. Robbie Anderson. Roby Anderson, as I would say. And it's strictly <laughs> a situation play. I don't think he's got too wonderful a matchup Denver is not the worst defense but they're not the best but like we said earlier Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore are both on the COVID list so they won't be playing this week their options are limited very limited and if McCaffrey doesn't suit up you are looking at Mike Davis and Robbie Anderson as the weapons uh I think Robbie Anderson's still going to get peppered with his targets and he'll still have a fine floor game but a ceiling when there's no one else on the field to help him I think it's through the roof so I love him as a big big play potential this week now, as yeah, I like that. far as tight end, that sketchy landscape that we've been wandering through this year so far, uh, there's been a few who've kind of emerged as maybe go-to guys, and I'm going to go Mr. Robert Funyon Tunyon Runyon. 
as my tight end hit of the week. Uh, touchdown in three straight games, five targets in three, th- three straight games. Uh, it's not a volume play, but if a dude's going to fall into the end zone every week and Aaron Rodgers is his quarterback, I'll take a bet that he'll do it again. He's going against Detroit. No, he's got a high touchdown upside. I agree. Yeah, like that's that's what that's what you need from tight ends this year. Unless you're running out with Travis Kelsey or Darren Waller, you need touchdown upside. So I think Funyan's as much as high as anyone else out there. Uh, Seth, do you want to give me your tight yeah, end? Definitely like that, yeah, I'll go first. Um, so my tight end, I'm actually going to switch off from what I submitted earlier. Sorry, boys. Um, I'm going to go with Mr. Uh, Jordan Aikens of the Houston Texans. Um, he's lined up in, a, in the slot a lot for them. I know he hasn't been getting the types of number targets and stuff that we were expecting when he kind of took over for Fells. But uh, he's been, you know, lining up in that money money zone for, you know, those slot receivers. And I think that this week is going to be a big passing game for Houston. And uh, they're not going to be able to run the ball at all. And he's going to get a lot of looks, hopefully, you know, five to six catches and maybe even a touchdown for you. Yeah, and they have no wide receivers left with Will Fuller being suspended and Brandon Cooks facing that concussion. I mean, it's Kiki Cutie Mm -hmm. and tight ends. So that's a disgusting wasteland of a field. But, I mean, you got to take what you can, and Aikens might be good. Since. I like Aikens. I think he's um, got some upside there. My tight end of the week is going to go with, um, similar to what Seto was saying, I like Eric Ebron a lot for all the same reasons. When it comes down to tight end, it's kind of like a dread, terrible landscape here. You want somebody that's getting targets, and that has definitely been Eric Ebron. 11 targets last week. He had 11 targets the week before that. He had seven targets the week before that. He has been trending up because of the high volume in passing. And uh, that's really all you can hope for when you have a tight end. So high touchdown upside. He gets a lot of looks in the red zone. Um, I've been plugging lately. It's been working out well. All right. I like it. Uh, a couple defenses to mention real quick. Maybe they're still out there. Maybe they're not. Uh, Panthers playing Denver. Anyone playing Denver is a good defensive matchup. Uh, Titans playing Jacksonville. Again, anyone playing Jacksonville, good defensive matchup. And this team's probably not out there, but if they are, you should definitely grab them. And that's New Orleans going against Philadelphia and rookie quarterback and a bad offense as it is. I, I'm loving New Orleans defense this week. Yeah, I definitely yeah. like that, especially going against rookie QB. Now, yeah, I could definitely get behind that as well. I mean, and just uh, one thing to note, um, just for the playoffs coming up for uh, following week, this is a good time of year that you want to have multiple defenses on your team with matchups set up to go. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams next week, if you want to get ahead of the curve, they play the New York Jets. So if you are having, if you're sitting pretty and you have a good defense already ready to go and you have a free roster spot, pick up the Rams. And then the Bears are another good one. In week 16, they played Jacksonville. So those are two defenses that I'm kind of keeping an eye on over the playoff stretch here. Ooh, big brain moves right there. Stacking those uh, defenses. I like it. Uh, Chris, now you said you Go ahead. Oh, real quick, another defense just to keep in mind. I know this is a little homer of me. Um, You got the Cleveland Browns going back-to-back against the two New York teams. I know the Giants have been playing pretty good recently. Um, but it's about time for them to come back down to earth. So, you know, keep them in mind if the Cleveland defense keeps getting turnovers like they have been, you know, they're not very good at, you know, stopping for points, but they still can get some money uh, turnovers and, you know, defensive touchdowns too towards the end. You're not worried about the Colt McCoy revenge game? Uh, I'm not. (laughs) No, I am not. (laughs) Can we get a Brady Quinn revenge game? (laughs) (laughs) Was he going to come out of the football box of the analysts and step on the field? I'm down. Now, Sims, you said oh, you man. had some – what did you say you had for us? Uh, a little bit of trust or bust with the playoffs coming around. Just somebody to – just some players to kind of put out there and see how you feel about having them in your lineup or going forward here. 
So right. um, let's start off with Clyde Edwards Hilaire, or how I believe I've been liking to call him lately is Clyde Edwards Nowhere to be Found. Because Andy Reid decided he was active when he actually wasn't active and broke the hearts of many. He was active for an emergency situation. Well, you know, you could have said that. Yeah, but what's could've the like, fun you in know, that? Put that? Could have pointed out there, you know, he's active in emergency. But no, he has to say he's active, so everybody keeps him in the lineup. And then he gets you a big, bad zero. Um, how do you feel about him, though? I mean, ever since Le'Veon Bell's come to town, it's not been it's not been really amazing. And it's kind of, I mean, he's very up and down. When it's up, it's very good. But the problem is, is that floor is under five half PPR points. Uh, I just, I personally, I can't trust him in my lineup right now with these playoffs on. Said I'll let you go first. Yeah, I definitely can share a lot of those same worries. I just, I feel like with the the whole landscape of running backs, it's, you, it, unless your team is really, really loaded with running backs right now, it's going to be very tough to replace a guy where they use the type of capital with Clyde Edwards earlier. So if he's one of your better guys and it's him or, or you know, that Ty Johnson or whatever from New York, I'm still going to go Clyde. Um, yeah, I'd still, still go Clyde over Ty Johnson. Yeah, I still like their, the Chiefs offense and the opportunities that Clyde should have. Now, I know Andy Reid doesn't care about fantasy, um, but I still like their offense. And um, closing up, it looks like, let's see here, the Saints, they got the Falcons, and they got the Chargers. So I think they have pretty good matchups going into it. So I don't know. I think that there's going to be some shootouts with the Chiefs. Their defense has showed a little bit of, you know, issues, and they're going to have to use a running back sometime because eventually people are going to triple team uh, Tyreek and uh, and Kelsey, and they're going to have to run the ball. You would think now, so, but they'll still find names. a way not to. They'll like find a way not to. Yes, that is true. They do. So, um, are you trusting Clyde over Tillaire or Kenyon Drake rest of the season? I like Clyde over Kenyon Drake. I think I like Drake. I would go Drake. What about a newly found superstar, David Montgomery, who has been just killing it and has matchups like Houston, Minnesota, and Jacksonville to close out the year? Montgomery for me. Definitely like Montgomery over him. That's a good. That's a good. Uh, good person to throw out there. That's somebody that you could have, you know, you could, because Clyde could be your RB2, and then Montgomery could be like your flex play. Something yeah, like that. Now, what, what about, um, what about somebody that's similar but might have a higher ceiling in uh, Ronald Jones? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I think I lean I Clyde. Think, yeah, I agree, just because of the more high powered offense I think the Chiefs have compared to the Bucks. So then let's say in that situation here and just pivot over because my next person to talk about is in fact Ronald Jones um, he's been very up and down he when he hits he hits and he does seem to get a lot of the carries how do you guys feel about having him maybe not over Clyde just in general in your lineup for the fantasy playoffs I'm never comfortable having him you know like looking at his past few games he's had 10 carries nine carries 23 in week 10 so he can get the volume but unless the uh, Bucks are playing by like a big lead He's still going to split work with Leonard Fournette. And if he's not getting a full double-digit carry load and not peppering in at least like four to five targets, it's not it's not ideal. So I don't, I don't like playing Ronald Jones, but, I mean, the dude does have a nose for the end zone. So it's really – it's real – it's as hit or miss as you're going to get, I think, as a playable running back. Yeah, I don't I don't hate Ronald Jones. Um, I wouldn't mind, you know, if that, like I said, similar to Clyde, if, you know, it's between him and some waiver guys. Um, you know, I'm going to go Jones just because of the solid offense they got. Um, but 
yeah, he definitely does make me work nervous with, you know, not having enough, enough opportunities, having so many different facts and other people taking the carries away. 100%. Um, yeah, I, I'm a little nervous about him, but he's definitely, um, he's had a better season than a lot of people thought he would. Now, here's a big-time player that I wanted to talk about that's somebody that um, has really underperformed lately. And, you know, we're at the time of year where draft capital, capital, in my opinion, really doesn't mean too much. And it's basically, you know, where they are and how they are performing. And I'm talking about Miles Sanders running back for the Philadelphia Eagles. He looks bad, flat out. That whole team looks terrible. Carson Wentz is looking to be a major bust. In fact, he's not even starting this week. Jalen Hurts has been named the starter. But, um, you know, this is Green Bay has been one of the best matchups all year against running backs or four running backs. And he only put up 3.10 half PPR points. They're getting guys like Jordan Howard involved again. They have Boston Scott there. He's not top 10 half PR points, half PPR points in three weeks. How do you guys feel about Miles Sanders? Because personally, uh, I don't feel good about him. I don't feel good about him either. Uh, I Really curious to see how he's used this week, especially with a rookie quarterback going back there. Um, maybe he kind of becomes the focal point of the offense. But, yeah, he's not getting the full workload that we needed from him. And I don't get what it is. We know Doug Peterson loves Miles Sanders, but Doug Peterson's one of those coaches who just can't seem to have one running back. Yeah, I I, I like Miles Sanders, the player. I just I worry about his usage. His usage has gone down since he started playing again where he, you know, against the Browns, he was almost like the sole running back. And then it, after that, it's been, you know, dropping down and dropping down and dropping down. And so that's what makes me nervous about him. If he gets the uses, he's a great play, I think. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I, if I have Miles Sanders on one of my teams, I, I'm not confident starting him this week, and I probably wouldn't. I'm J.D. McKissick or Miles Sanders? That's a serious question. Half PPR. Half PPR? Yeah, I still go Miles and half PPR. I would go McKissick either way. Really? Personally. A rookie quarterback, you don't know what's happening with that. You don't know how it's going to be schemed. You know they're going to get Howard involved. You know they're going to get Boston Scott involved. And it's just, I don't, I'm pretty hands-off the entire Philadelphia Eagles right now outside of maybe Dallas Goddard. All righty. Uh, anyone else for us? Uh, let's talk about Todd Gurley for a second. Um, how do you guys feel about him? Would you guys feel confident playing him this week because uh he's been another one that's been pretty bad over the last few weeks and it has come out that he is dealing with a knee injury uh, it is the arthritic knee that's been bothering him for the last few years of his career I, I personally i don't want anything to do with him and i would even go as far to say as he's dropped yeah i i would stay away from Gurley. um he makes me nervous with those injuries especially down the stretch when you need someone you can rely on to play a full game and get you you know at least that 10 points you know, going into the playoffs, before the playoffs, you need guys that are consistent, you know, and all, as well can break out, but you, you can't have guys getting you two points yeah, in the playoffs. Not that's at all. What, that's what hurts the team. Not at all. And the, the Falcons aren't playing for anything. There's no reason. I know he's on a one-year deal with them, but they're not going to run him into the ground if they're not playing for anything. So I definitely see the world where Todd Gurley is pretty much shut down. He's getting he had eight carries last week for 16 yards. Like, it's it is not. It, the Todd Gurley experiment's over. He is not playable. I, I agree. I think he is droppable, but he's also someone that I think that if dropped, he's going to be added immediately and then maybe comes back to bite you in the ass. So that's what we call the landmine. Yeah. Have your opponent start him against you and get the two points for them. No, he's going to start him against you, and he's, Todd Gurley's going to have three touchdowns on 20 yards. Todd Gurley's okay. not having three touchdowns this week. <laughs> no. I'll bet anybody here whatever they want to bet on that. <laughs> He's, I don't think he has a single touchdown this week. But I digress. Uh, anyone else, Chris? 
I think that's about it for me here. I'm sure I'll have more cooked up for the following week. All righty. And we want to close this out with some matchup talk? Yeah, we can do that. All right, here we go. All righty. We are in week 14 of the NFL regular season. Week one of most leagues, fantasy playoffs, and matchups are hot. Uh, I'm going to start off and say my favorite matchup of the week is probably the highest. It is the highest scoring projected Vegas-wise, and it's the Green Bay-Detroit game. Uh, I love all of the pass-catching options in Green Bay. I love most of the usable pass-catching options in Detroit and whichever running backs are running out there. It's, it is set up for a shootout type of game where I think you're going to see a huge Aaron Rodgers day. Devontae Adams is going to feast, and Aaron Jones might get a couple himself. Uh, what do you guys think? Do not lie to our listeners and say that you like the all of the Green Bay pass-catching options, because if you want Marquez Valdez-Scantling in your lineup, I have some questions for you. <laughs> Obviously, if I have better <laughs> options, I'm not going to him, but I don't, I don't hate him this week. I like this matchup a lot, but I'm not going to lie. I do have concern. This does this one does scream trap game to me. Now, with that being said, I'm not benching my Green Bay Packers by any means, but this Detroit Lions team is a divisional opponent. It is in Detroit. They did just fire Matt Patricia. Teams historically play a lot better after they fire Patricia. Now, this could be good it's because <laughs> it, it could be good either way, but it, there is concern. It just seems like when any time a coach gets let go, the other team, the team steps up to show that coach was a big-time problem. The one thing I really do like, though, with Aaron Rodgers is that they are unleashing Matthew Stafford and letting him get back to his normal ways and just swinging the ball nonstop, which could open up the door for a shootout. Yeah, and when you got a Green Bay's playing for that first seed in the NFC, like they they have they can't take their foot off the gas yet with the Saints and stuff breathing down their neck, so they're gonna have to put up the points and whatnot. So it does scream shootout, especially divisional games. They're always so weird. They're either low scoring, just. Teams' defenses know exactly what to do or their shootouts to the max, and I think it's going to be a big one this week. Yeah, absolutely. Now, how do you feel about Marvin Jones? We've been talking all year about this uh, Green Bay secondary and how their number one corner is uh, pretty shut down, and if uh, Kenny Galladay were to not suit up this week, do you, are you comfortable playing Marvin Jones against that top corner? I think so just because volume alone. I, I don't like playing anyone against Alexander ever, but, I mean, when you have to play somebody, a volume play is a volume play, so – if you're going to look at 10 targets in a game that has potential shootout implications, like I can, I can see a world where he's having a very good game. Yeah. I like TJ. I like TJ's matchup this week. You know, TJ Hawks can have a lot of wide open crossing over the middle with, you know, Marvin Jones being the main guy outside and their, their in between game. Isn't that good for green day? All right, Sims, you got a matchup yeah. you like? Uh, let me take a look at the matchups here and see which ones catch my eye. I kind of am digging this uh, Arizona Cardinals-Giants game. I do think that the Giants have been playing a lot better than, um, you know, like Seth was saying, they've been stepping it up as of late. And then on top of that, but they're, it, the defense is still open for it to be a, a kind of like a low-key shootout. Um, I think that Sterling Shepard has come, become a kind of consistent target player if somebody has a good flex play. With that being said, I think that um, we're going to see – now, well, here's a good question for you guys. Are you concerned at all with Hopkins going up against Bradbury? No, I wouldn't be. Yeah, I don't, I'm not concerned about Hopkins going against anyone. Hopkins is oh, one you of never, you never bench yeah. him. Yeah, you never bench him, but I don't think you ever need to be concerned either. I don't think people like DeAndre Hopkins are kind of shut down corner proof in a way, where as long as they're getting the looks, they'll be just fine. 
Now, Kyler Murray's been kind of uh, up and down as of late ever since that shoulder injury. Do you guys, are you confident in, you know, Kyler Murray? Like, if you had Kyler Murray and, let's say, like, Josh Allen, who are you playing? Yeah, I'm going Josh Allen. It's a short list I would go over Kyler. I know he hasn't been playing that well of recent, but he still has a ton of running upside. They just have to run it. They haven't been doing that as much, and making him a pocket passer isn't the winning formula. Yeah, they have not been using him on the ground, and it's... That's what's hurting his fantasy production. I mean, he was like the QB one from a lot of this year. He was putting up crazy amounts of points, but if he's not running, he's not doing much. And now running backs have been playing very well this year against the Giants. So how do you feel about Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds? Do you like both? Do you prefer one over the other? I prefer personally, I'm all about Kenyon Drake. I don't really want to play Edmonds unless I'm completely next. I agree with you 100%. I think Edmonds is, he's a flash in the pan type player where he'll have a week or two of big, Receiving upside is what it is, but if Kenyon Drake's healthy and on the field, he's getting 15, yeah, he's getting 15 carries, and the Giants' defense not bad at all. Very good defense, but yeah, if anyone's getting 16 carries, I, I want that guy. So yeah, I love Drake. Hey, I have a quick question: when when does the Giants' defense get good? Um, it's like, actually always been good, in my opinion. They've just been kind of sheltered oh. behind a terrible, terrible offense. I feel like their team has been one of the worst teams in the NFL over the past, like, four seasons. It feels like that, and they kind of have, but that division is just so bad that, you know, maybe that's what it was. They were hiding behind, hiding next to inferior commonalities. But, yeah, the yeah. Giants what are... thought you met this season? Well, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, I don't know, like, any of the crazy, like, additions and things that they've made. Like, I don't follow the Giants through and through where I know, like, every person on their defense right now, like, who is the people that has upgraded their defense to being like talked about as, you know, one of the better defenses in the NFL? Bradbury. It it, it is Bradbury. I think it all started when the Browns shifted on uh, Jabril Pepper. That too. Yeah. You guys wish you had him back. Oh yeah. Honestly, I like Jabril and I was a little sad about it, but you got to like him more than Sandejo. That's for sure. (laughs) Who? That dude doesn't belong on a practice squad. Yeah, I'd fucking Sunday. Uh, don't even get me started. I hate watching him play. I'd rather, I'd rather see Corey Long out there playing safety <laughs> with, with his broken leg. I'd rather see Willix out there playing safety. Yeah, he has quick feet. I'd, I'd, I'd like that. <laughs> he has quick feet. <laughs> um, I have another matchup here that I lo- well, Seta, do you have one? Uh, yeah, the one I was looking at. It's honestly a little bit of a sneaky matchup because. Both of, both of these teams are historically known for defenses, um, but it's prime time and it has to deal with, you know, you know, coming back off their first loss and, you know, Buffalo's fighting for a big playoff push here. So I think I really do like a lot of the Pittsburgh-Buffalo options here. This was um, going to be my second one. I, I, I agree 100%. I just think, you know, the Pittsburgh fans have seen all, or I mean, the Pittsburgh players have seen all the media coverage over the past week, you know, Oh, they haven't been playing hard, and you know it's good for the blah, blah, you know. So I think they're going to come back with a vengeance, and they're going to try to establish that Pittsburgh style of play. And you know, Buffalo has been tough all year, even though they've been in a lot of shootouts too with good teams. So I this can definitely see a, a high scoring, you know, shootout affair on prime time. Yeah, and one thing to note is uh, Pittsburgh's down a lot of key players on defense. Uh, Joe Hayden is in the concussion protocol right now. We'll see how that pans out. They're down Bud Dupree. They just lost another linebacker in this Washington game for multiple weeks. They're already down Devin Bush. Um, it's, that pass rush is getting weaker and weaker by the week. 
So I definitely think this game has shootout written all over it. I like Josh Allen. I like Diggs. Now, John Brown, he's on IR. Do you, are you, we staying in the Cole Beasley claim? You have to. I, I hate Cole Beasley, but I don't <laughs> like Cole Beasley. I don't care. I hate him, but I love him. Yeah. He's just been so dominant this year, even though I hate him as a player. Like, I, he's never a player I like root for or, you know, anything like that. You know, it kind of irritates me. But he's been so dominant in fantasy, you got to take it serious. Yeah, Cole Beasley is, he's like the sneaky wide receiver. Like, that sounds like such a white stereotype to say, but sneaky athletic. You know, the dude is catching everything thrown to him. And, yeah, with John Brown out, Cole Beasley is always feasted. And I like McKenzie, too, uh, with John Brown out. I think he can. Oh, no, no, no. Gabriel Davis. That's. Not McKenzie. That's what I meant. Gabriel Davis. He's kind of emerged as, like, that, like, under-the-radar option whenever someone does go down for Buffalo. Um, But you're right. The Pittsburgh defense is banged up. They're they're going to be coming with a vengeance. Buffalo's got something to play for. They got Miami breathing down their necks for God knows some reason. So it's a uh, it's big implications for the real life football world. So you're going to see a lot of big games. And speaking of big now, games, is there, I would say is there any Steeler that you're looking to bench in this game? This Buffalo defense has not been as good as advertised coming this year. Their secondary has dealt with a lot of injuries, and they seem to be. Um, kind of weak on the ground but you know rank the pittsburgh receivers for me um i'd probably me, go oh go ahead Zeta. yeah real quick for me this week i think like i said i think juju's gonna have a you know one of his breakout games this week but after that with just his you know amount of targets he gets is deontay johnson for sure um and then i would finish up with claypool i don't think he's gonna get as many looks because he's had a few drops over the past few weeks yeah i'd go uh, i yeah, think for me it's deontay yeah, Deontay's one for me, Juju, then Claypool. Especially if Claypool's probably going to get the Tredavious White treatment would be my guess. Yeah, I love. I always love Deontay. So. Should be a good game on Sunday night. Now, a matchup that we're talking about, teams coming back for a vengeance after a loss. Uh, another one that's kind of key is the Tennessee-Jacksonville game. Tennessee needed that win last week, and not getting it puts them really in a tight race with Indianapolis for their division, uh, puts them a game behind us in wild card rankings. They need a big dub and a big bounce back game, and Jacksonville is that perfect opponent to have that against. Uh, I love. Oh man, this is the Derrick Henry two hundred yard three exactly. four touchdown game. Yep, and Tannehill still find a way to hit. Not Janu. Who who is their other Ferkser? He'll find a way to hit Ferkser for two, and AJ Brown will have an eighty yard touchdown, and James Robinson will be the only player well, used. About in. Corey Davis. Yeah, Cor- I didn't disrespect the wide receiver one of last week. There is no disrespect to Corey Davis. I I'm. Back on the Corey Davis truther bandwagon. Uh, he had a rough start to his career, but he is he is looking like a first-round wide receiver now. And with A.J. Brown getting all the you know, attention and looks like media-wise, Corey Davis has been awesome this year. Oh, he's yeah, been, he's been phenomenal. one of those teams that, you know, all over the field, they have solid, solid fans. Yeah. yeah, you really yeah, can't go wrong. year breakout is a thing now. Yes, it is. Uh, any other matchups you guys want to talk about you like? That I like. Let's take a look. Here and see. I know I have one that I do not like. I absolutely am not about it at all. Um, let's see if I have another one that I like. I, I definitely, definitely like with one. Washington San Fran. I think Washington San Fran is going to be a big defensive game. Oh yeah, that screams like seven to three final. That's how <laughs> I feel about the Saints and the Eagles. I, I mean, Eagles starting a rookie quarterback. Saints have a good defense. They probably are going to still have Taysom Hill. I think Tetsetta had a good hit of the week with Taysom Hill just due to the rushing upside. And obviously you're going to start your Michael Thomas and your Alvin Kamara. But outside of those three, I really don't like anybody in that game. Yeah, it's it's a gross 
uh, landscape there. Uh, if we want to talk about matches we don't like, I've got one right here, and that's Dallas-Cincinnati. Uh, that's oh, a, that's a terrible one. You're looking at <laughs> Andy Dalton revenge game, but does that mean anything to you guys? Hell no. Ah. Hell no. <laughs> Coming, coming back to Cincinnati, I mean, they're going. Who's their quarterback? Brandon Allen, who's got like a career forty-five percent completion rating. It is, and no Joe Mixon. Gio Bernard's old and not going to be too great. AJ Green's over this. Is it, is it Finley is their quarterback, or is it? No, no, they went. They went with Brandon Allen. Oh. As far as I know, okay. I have not been paying attention to Cincinnati. <laughs> Nobody has. Attaboy, Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, it's, classy, it is. Dis- I do have one more matchup that I like, though. Okay. Just for the record, here, um, I like this Falcons Chargers uh, matchup. We both have a lot of uh, hits of the week in this matchup. I think this one does scream shootout. Both teams kind of are just trying to prove. You know, the Falcons are trying to prove they still have everybody on that team right now is playing for a job with a new coaching staff coming in there, and the Chargers are trying to prove that they have something. Anthony so, Lynn's trying like to save Herbert. his job. Exactly. So I think that um, I think that game has a lot of shootout potential. Obviously, I love Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen. Uh, I think Mike Williams is a sneaky, really good play this week. I like it. Now, so, but yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got in matchup wise. That's all you guys got matchup wise. Uh, anything else you want to end off with here before we send it off to the stratosphere and wish our listeners a happy, happy playoffs? Uh, good luck with the first round of your playoffs. Um, if you're a team that's sitting well and you have room, or you're a team with IR spots. Take a look and see if George Kittle has been cut. There has been a lot of rumors of him possibly returning in the last week of your playoffs or possibly even next week. So somebody that you could um, – I would take a 50% Kittle over probably 80% of the league at tight end. Um, but, yeah, that's – you know, good luck, everyone. Seta, anything from you? Yeah, that's it. Uh, good luck. And, you know, hopefully everyone had fun throughout this, you know, regular season. I know my playoffs are starting. I know they still have one more week. But hopefully everyone did well. And I'm excited for the playoffs to get going. All right, guys. Well, that's it for us this week. Uh, Sorry about last week. We uh, really wish we could have gave you something to listen to, but we're here for you. Uh, Follow us on Twitter at Histic Fantasy. You can send us your start sick questions. This is the most important time for start sick questions. So uh, you know where to find us. You know what we're good at. So we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. See you later. Good night.